For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get this crowd going. Now, come on, get him up, get him up, get him up. It's a snap. He's going to throw down the middle. The ball is caught. Hey, that's great football now. 35-40, down the far sideline. We got to fly, baby. He's still moving. He's going to go. Go Hawks. Are you kidding me? Let's go. 20, 10, touchdown, Seahawks. It's the Seahawks podcast. I'm Brett Davern, and he is Lofa Tatupu. Ready to do the show? Let's get it, partner. All right. On this week's episode, training camp is open. And guys are running around on the field again um, by themselves, wearing masks in the middle of an open field outdoors. It looks kind of strange, but good for them for masking up and staying safe. Okay. If they all pass that the, the test, right? Yeah. What, what's the mask for? It's got to be a bit of a PR thing, right? A little bit, like yeah, just kind of think so. helping remind people to mask up, which Stay I'm all safe, for that. Mask up. Yeah. yeah. But it, it does look funny to watch uh, Tyler Lockett just in the middle of the open field by himself <laughs> wearing a mask while, while working out. Um, but anyway, nevertheless, they're back on the field, everybody, and it's it's nice to see that. Um, and they're in the weight room and all of those kinds of things. Um, Pete Carroll had a press conference, and so we'll go ahead and go through some things that he talked about and break some things down for you guys. Um, and then also we could maybe start talking some position groups and some position battles uh, that are happening during uh, training camp as well. So thanks for being here with us, everybody. Um, Lofo, where should we, where should we begin? Should we begin with Pete and some of the things he said? Yeah. I, I don't know if, I don't know if I know all the things he said, so let's go, let's start there. All right. Well, first of all, right off the bat with our uh, first draft pick, Jordan Brooks, uh, Pete Carroll says the Seahawks plan is to have rookie Jordan Brooks start at weak side in training camp, but says that he can play any of the linebacker spots. That kind of seems like uh, a no brainer. And I think what a lot of people thought the plan would be with Jordan Brooks. What do you think? Um, yeah. I mean, he's more suited for the, the, the weak side. He's really a true Mike is, is what he is from the film mm-hmm. I watched on him at Texas tech. Um, and, but the natural, you know, position move is to have him at will and, and KJ at Sam. And, and with that, you know, I got to think they're probably going to maybe shift the, um, the over front to, to, you know, in their favor where both of them are playing off the ball. It might not be even like the true under. All I'm saying is they're going to walk the D end out a little further and stack KJ in the box, you know, so there's, there's, it's more similar to the will role he played. The only thing that would change was, would be his coverage um, responsibility. Lofa, I am giddy. I am giddy as a schoolboy hearing you say things like bring people down into the box and push the D end out a little bit. Like we're talking football, man. We're talking so ball, excited. man. We're only like four weeks away. We're finally talking football again. Hey, oh, practice is next I'm week. Like, I, can you tell? I'm like, yeah, man. I'm speechless yeah. over here. Um, I mean, dude, the idea of having a, a linebacking trio that is Bobby Wagner and then KJ and then adding a talent like Jordan Brooks or even, um, 
you know, Bruce Irvin can stand up and drop back too sometimes, right? Like I feel yep. like the linebacking group is going to be really solid this year. It's it's deep, you know. And then we still got Barton and Burke Irvin. You know, um, uh-huh. you know Barton yep. showed a lot of promise last year, um, not just on teams, but in the at the end of the year we need to fill in for Kendricks. He did a phenomenal job. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. and and everything's earned here. You know, uh, like like we said in a couple episodes ago, we watched a, a third round pick. You know, supplant the, a quarterback that they acquired from free agency. So uh, everything's earned. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, sticking with linebackers, uh, I guess that's sort of the position group we're talking about on this episode because uh, Pete Carroll did rule out in his press conference uh, four linebackers on the field at one time. I I mean, there probably might be a situation in which it happens, but I guess what he was kind of answering is that won't be the norm as some people were speculating. A lot of people thought that Bobby Wagner, KJ, uh, Jordan Brooks and Bruce Irvin, you know, would all be, I guess, in like a traditional linebacker kind of position behind mm-hmm. the line sometimes or like regularly. And Pete's saying that's not going to happen, but it kind of seems like why not every once in a while or or I don't know. What tell me about I, this from a football? I really, you know, and I mean, I'm not in in the in the building, but um, I don't see Bruce as a linebacker. Um, even you know from from the last. And, you know, of course, when he left to go to Oakland and then even Carolina, he was used more as a rush end, which I think is his more natural position. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really I think they're going to keep him up front with with um, with that, you know, really deep defensive line that we have uh, because of the depth that we have at linebacker. Of course, he could fill in and come back. But I, I really I think he fills the need um, seven or eight sacks the last couple of years averaging that, you know, that's. Um, that's impressive. And and that's the thing that Bruce, when he came into the NFL, it was really only his like second or third year of, of, of ball. Um, I mean, when he mm-hmm. was at Juco, he played safety. And then when he got to um, West Virginia, they moved him up to linebacker. And then we got, you know, here, he, he started to really learn more about the rush end. Um, so it's um, what he's been able to do with his career has been nothing short of amazing. And um He's he's still healthy and um, super fast, so I, I think he still has a lot of ball left in him. Well, if we're, if we're looking at just linebackers listed on the roster right now, you got Cody Barton, Jordan Brooks, Ben Burke, Irvin, Shaquem Griffin, Bruce Irvin, uh, Bobby Wagner, and KJ Wright. So they do list Bruce as a linebacker, okay. um, even though obviously he, we see him play a lot of defensive end. Um, it it just though uh, now now let's try to get real excited here because I'm I'm sitting here thinking just about the types of guys we have on the team, especially defensively and sticking with what we're talking about right now. You got the great linebackers like we're talking about, and then you got Bruce Irvin who lines up at DN sometimes but is super athletic, like you said. And then they added Jamal Adams who, from his strong safety spot, likes to get after the quarterback too. Um, And then, or just put Jamal Adams out there to... uh, as as a fourth linebacker or something, and then and then rotate Marquise Blair back into a safety position or something like they're just so it just seems like the combinations are endless out there this year. Well, and then another guy that you just brought up that I totally failed to mention, Shaquem Griffin. Um, right, he came on last year, especially in that Philly game. Um, you know, causing that forced fumble. He he rushed predominantly in college, and um, right. you know, if we get him back into that role. Uh, which we saw with the few opportunities he got last year, he made them count. Um, yeah. So excited about his development too. Yeah, it seems like they can move some guys into some like sort of specialist type uh, 
roles on the defense, and then that's when they can be really dangerous as a defense, right? Yeah, this is the deepest I think they've been at the linebacking uh, unit uh, in, in quite some time, probably since um, their their Super Bowl time when they, you know, the likes of you know MVP Malcolm Smith, uh, Mikey Moe, just you know phenomenal athletes across the board. I think they're back to that 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 day and age. What about uh, in terms of numbers as far as guys making the team or getting cut or whatever? I mean, right here on the roster, that's seven linebackers listed. Is it unrealistic to think they'd keep all seven? No. it's I've been on teams that even eight have been kept, and that's wow. due to um, special teams, you know, and the need oh, there. Sure. But, but we, I mean, they were some, you know, absolute dogs out there on special teams. You know, in order to make it as the seventh and eighth linebacker, you have to be able to play defense and you know, you better dominate teams and that's what they did. So, um, usually it's, it's six, um, is what we've kept at the minimum and, and usually seven, eight is like the exception. Um, so I, I could see them, you know, going, uh, into the season with seven. Wow. Okay, cool. Pete Carroll also was talking about some receivers uh, there's a lot of speculation out there about two receivers, uh, in particular, Antonio Brown and and Josh Gordon and a lot of Twitter polls out there about which receiver Seahawks fans would rather have or whatever. I say, go get them both. Why not? <laughs> Let's have some fun this season. And uh, Pete was asked about it in his press conference. And his direct quote is, John, meaning John Schneider, is competing at every turn. He's all over it. He knows what's going on right now as uh, much as you can. It's a very complex situation. We just need to see how it fits somewhere down the road. So, the window is open, and Pete Carroll's uh, definitely not shutting it when asked about it. I'm going to tell you why I'm not excited. There are only so many footballs to go around. We got like six tight ends. I mean, I can't imagine <laughs> they're all going to be thrilled to line up and block. Um, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, you got Lockett, Metcalf, probably expecting more footballs this year. So um, just that that dynamic, I, I don't know how well it'll work. Um mm. You know, Antonio, phenomenal, best receiver, you know, for a long time. And, you know, still, I guarantee you has plenty of quality years left. My my only thing is, is he going to be okay not getting 140 targets? Well, so. he has to serve a suspension, though. So he'd have to make it through that. And what I'm wondering is, um, you know, later in the season, if there's some injuries or whatever, and he can come in and sort of help for that stretch run, you know, headed into the playoffs or something, um, you know, that would be that would be awesome. Yeah, he can come in at the right time. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, the guy's unbelievable. He missed all the camp, walked into the Patriots facility for a week, learned the playbook, caught five passes for eighty yards and a touchdown in week one, and then you know uh, the suspension kicked in or whatever. But um, he is a rare talent, and I mean, it you know combining that that room with him and Russ would be. You got to imagine it's going to open up the running lanes um, when people are playing a lot more cover too, because there's there's guys out there that demand a double. So um, it's definitely exciting to talk about, and you know, hopefully, and Josh, right, Gordon, is that that's a uh, yeah, you know, there was talks about him potentially returning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They got ten uh, wide receivers on the roster right now. Um, whose names are, I'll just run down the list real quick for everybody. Philip Dorsett, Aaron Fuller from Washington. They signed him as a rookie free agent. A uh, little local story there. Penny, uh, let's see, Penny Hart, uh, Tyler Lockett. You ever heard of him? 
Uh, <laughs> DeKalen Zacharias Metcalf, DK Metcalf. Uh, David Moore, Stephen Sullivan. Oh, he's the uh, rookie. They drafted him this year. Freddie Swain, another rookie who was drafted this year. Mm-hmm. Cody Thompson and John Ursua. So 10 listed on the roster right now. Um, I, how many do they usually keep go- coming out of a camp? Depending on special teams again, um, I think it's probably in that six to eight range too as well. If you added Antonio or Josh, I mean, that you know makes it even harder for some of these other guys. So... Uh, yeah, well, I forgot we had Philip Dorsett. Do we right. get him in a trade or free agency? Uh, I'm not sure, but they signed him somewhere in the offseason. I don't think yeah. it was a trade. I think they picked him up in free agency. You know, that's 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 a, a serious speedster right there. So, I mean, that's exciting. Totally forgot yeah. about that. And I never knew DK's full name. I, that was uh, oh. <laughs> the first time yeah. I ever <laughs> I started calling him DeKalen Zacharias Metcalf on the show last year during the season because I just uh, – I someone said it during a game or one of the announcers said what DK stood for. And I just, I fell in love with it right away. It's, it, it's awesome. <laughs> it's, when you said it, I was like, wait, who? And then you said the last name. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Right. It's, it uh, it's like one of the most powerful names of all time. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. I mean, um, it, it sounds like a superhero and he looks like a superhero. So I oh, guess it works. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, some other things to be excited about that, uh, P was talking about in his press conference is, um, you know, he said it's nice to see the guys back and running around and they're gauging their physical fitness and, and getting back into shape as best they can. But the first real practice uh, that will look like a practice like we all know it seems like it's going to be on about the 14th, which is coming up next week. So something to look forward to there. And then also uh, he thinks they'll be doing some game-like events. Those are his words on the 22nd and 26th inside the stadium in order to prepare for the season uh without a preseason lofa without any preseason games uh this is going to be one of the most unique lead-ups to an nfl season or the most unique lead-up to an nfl season of all time what would that be like having no preseason games uh well i mean they we we all did it in college right um as we alluded to Mm. before um Mm -hmm. so it's not unfamiliar territory and um you know pete's got plenty of experience with it coaching sure in college but um you know, I guess it's going to simulate or really kind of show them what the season's going to be like too, because there won't be, there won't be fans in the crowd and, uh, or in the stands. And, um, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see what, what it looks like. Right. Uh, cause we've seen what baseball and, and basketball has, has been like so far. So, cause crowd, crowd plays a, a little bit of a factor, especially here in the uh, Pacific Northwest, um, with the 12s. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I know it's, it's, uh, I wonder if they're going to be able to crank it up loud enough, uh, if they do end up playing crowd noise or something so we can get some false starts and, you know, keep the tradition alive there. I mean, if they could do the virtual, right. And then somehow just attach that to, um, you know, microphone or speaker, you you could get the actual, we can get the actual crowd, you know, that we, or at least some of the effect that, that way it doesn't feel like a scrimmage, right. Cause that's right. That's ultimately what we're headed towards is like, yeah. you know, just an organized scrimmage. I mean, I know, we talked I know. about it last it, time. You go, you hit somebody, you pick it off and there's no one cheering. It's just kind of like, ah, okay, I'm going to go back to my sideline now. 
They've got to play some crowd noise or something. It just it, it, have it they have to. They'll figure it out. I mean, you know, Seattle's been accused for years of pumping in artificial crowd noise. Um, and nah, so, not us. you know, I, I don't know. That's all, that's all us, baby. That's all us. I, no, I know it is. I'm just saying what the rest of the league says. A bunch of haters out there. You know what I mean? Oh, but uh, this this year, everybody will be pumping in crowd noise, and we'll see what that that looks like going forward. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just, I'm just excited to see them in their uniforms and smashing into each other, and it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun, and especially if they can do it all safely and everybody stays safe, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. So, yeah, but that's one thing, like you said with Pete, um, making it as realistic as possible. So even taking them down to the stadium when you could, you got four fields in an indoor facility to have a scrimmage at, you know, at the VMAC, but you know him. I guarantee you it's his idea too. We're going to go down to the field. We're going to come out of the tunnel, whether there's, you know, entrances or not there. He's going to make it as game like as possible so that when they do, especially the rookies, when they do go out for the real thing, they've already been there before. And yeah. um, so even on road trips, that's, you know, um, when we, after we do our walkthrough at whatever high school field, we'll drive to the stadium and, you know, he has you go in, walk the locker room, you know, know where your locker is. So you can already start to get the visualization part of it down. You know, that aspect, you know, the night before when you have the meetings and before you go to bed, you can actually visualize where you're going to sit on the sideline. You know, which one is your sideline, where your locker is. So it's becomes, you know, your your norm. It's like the Gene Hackman scene in Hoosiers, right? When mm-hmm. he has the team walk in and they measure the hoop and everything yeah. to get him used to it. It's it's funny to think about them doing that in real life because it's such a great movie scene, but I I've, I've never thought about it actually taking place and and that yeah, why not? It makes sense, right? <laughs> well, even just walk on the field cuz not all the grass is the same. Um field turf for the most part is, but like you know, some like Chicago, they had the longest grass, you know, ever. Um so you had to wear extra you know, uh, I think they're three quarter inch, you know, studs and uh, not everybody loved him, but you go out there the first series, you're slipping around and, you know, I always put the three quarters in cause I didn't want the coach telling me, I told you so. <laughs> I, didn't, I just didn't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> so do you ever, I, uh, do you ever bend down slowly like Russell Crowe in gladiator and like rub a little the- dirt between your hands, you know, and smell it? today's no. day or whatever whatever he says i don't remember what he says <laughs> no no i was more of a brave heart fan <laughs> oh <laughs> i'm just kidding but yeah does that mean no, you I mean, enjoy mooning the other team or something from the from the that's, 30 that's yard more line? what style. are you talking about that's, that's definitely more my style <laughs> taunting the other team uh uh would you ever play the kilt no <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a wrap everybody on the Seahawks podcast for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, excited that training camp is back going and we'll keep uh, talking about it as it goes on. Lofa, break us down. Okay. I'm going to let you break this down. Let's see if we can get this right. Okay. You All break right. it down to DK Metcalf's full name. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, uh, good, good practice, everybody. Um, uh, thanks for coming. Everybody put your hands in the middle. <laughs> well, you are an actor. <laughs> you, you're going through the whole steps. Uh, Dekay Lynn Zacharias Metcalf on three. One, two, three. Dekay Lynn Zacharias Metcalf. Boom. I think that was the best Nailed one we ever it. did. I think that was the best Nailed one we ever it. did.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.